Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, here we are. The new series of Tap Lens Podcast. Welcome, listener, and thank you very much for joining us. Your efforts to get this far are greatly appreciated. We'll be chatting to some brewers, directors, people who own bars and bottle shops, people who write about beer. Anyone with interest and opinion about beer is a valid guest for the show. My name's Gaz. I work in the, the brewing industry. I'm a, a keen home brewer. I'm an enthusiastic drinker, a real big fan of podcasts, especially interview-based podcasts like this is going to be. I'm not claiming to be an expert in any of these things. In fact, far from it. You know, I feel I haven't even begun to explore the tip of this particular iceberg. All I am is an enthusiast. Welcome back to episode two of Tap Lens. I hope you managed to tune in last week for episode one, where we spoke with Brian Dixon from Northern Monk and Darren and Maria from Leeds International Beer Festival. This week, we've been lucky enough to have a chat with Matt Grecky from Zapato Brewery. Matt is a really nice guy. He was very open. He's got buckets of experience in different sectors within the industry and consequently has a lot to say about it. So here we go. Well, we've, we've just got to the point where we kind of got a year, well, I and my sort of business partner have got a year under our belts in terms of brewing. Yeah. Um, so I left um, I left North Bar just over a year ago now, and um, the idea was to do two things. I started up as a consultant, so freelancing and self-employed and, and cookie brewing yeah. in my spare time. With a view to learning how to brew beer properly, yeah. um, which I'm not, I'm not there yeah. yet. Um, and with a view to expanding towards something bigger um, in the next sort of two, three years. So at the moment, lots of different styles of beers, um, learning about all of the ins and outs um, with, with how to brew tasty beer. Really. So you, you were working uh, in, in actually in North Bar, behind the bar? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I worked I worked behind the bar at North Bar for somewhere in the region of eight years. Right. Um, I started off as a, as a serving wench yeah. um, at the Cross Keys um, yeah. and I sort of moved up to assistant manager at North Bar there. I managed North Bar for a good long time and then I moved up and did operations manager for North Bar as well. Oh, cool. um, so I did the whole, I ran the whole, <laughs> the whole spectrum of jobs there. It got exciting, it got interesting, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, and, and the, the, the craft beer thing, I mean when I first started North it was Belgian beer and American beer to a certain extent and Cascade. Um, 
yellow cast beer yeah. and, and a bit of stout and you know after being at North for four or five years I think UK scene started to pick up quite a lot and, and suddenly America got bigger you know everything yeah. started popping off and um, and so yeah we were kind of part of a wave and, and at, the, at the front of the wave and also carried along by the wave yeah, as well and s- still there as well you know North Bar is a great place Absolutely. to drink yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm very pleased with what we did there you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> like all, the, all the people that worked there and you know the directors and they were now you know, got their own brewery. Yeah. Um, finally, after many years, <laughs> um, and you know, it was uh, it was good times. So, yeah. Cool, man. And prior to you starting brewing under the names of Patel for the first time, had you been home brewing prior to that? I'd been home brewing, um, but I'd I'd had a lot of opportunities to brew yeah. with a lot of different people. On behalf of North Bar, you'd gone into breweries to do yeah, some or to help yeah, out yeah. breweries. We worked with, I mean, we, uh, we worked with all sorts. I mean, we did stuff with um, Marble. We did yeah. um, Brewdog, um, the Alice Porter beer, which was yeah. named after my wife. Um, we did um, stuff with Colonel. We did stuff with people all over. Um, and yeah, we did a lot of collaborations um, for many, many years. We had a lot of anniversaries while I was there. So, you know, we got kind of, we always did something special and we did, then we did something like crazy, like 18 beers for the 18th birthday. Wow. And 15 beers for the 15th yeah. birthday, that's what it was. Um, and so, you know, literally 15 breweries from around the world did a special beer for North America that's cool. for that one event, which was a ridiculous endeavour to uh, get into and I'd not advise anyone ever to try and create 15 beers for one single event <laughs> it's a ridiculous idea and it was incredibly stressful but we got some really yeah. nice beers but after after all the brewing and after all the organisation you kind of had to and I can't drive and when you when you left North Bar you went solely into into Zapata and you mentioned some yeah, consultants I mean, well Zapata I I, I my day job is, is, a, is a consultancy, right. you know, a craft beer consultancy yeah. or a beer consultancy or a right. service industry consultancy, depending on what day you, you ask me about. Yeah. I, I, I basically help people out with beer. Um, so pub, anyone from pubs and service um, to um, management consultancy and um, brewery consultancy. Right. So, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm not experienced enough to consult on the actual brewery yeah. side of things, but I'm, I'm learning yeah. that as well. So that, that's what I do as my day job, um, which is a pretty cool thing to do because I do a lot of different things and, and I get to talk to a lot of different people. I get to learn a hell of a lot um, and I get to see some really interesting things and, and, and work with beer and, and brands and does that does that uh, occupy your time pretty much full time are you have you yeah. always got oh, calendar yeah, yeah. full stuff yeah um, I, I well I mean I work from home so I've got I've got a three year old kid so right. I look after him yeah. um, a reasonable amount I that must be nice sort of, yeah, it yeah. is. It's generally yeah. nice. I mean, you know, at the start last year, this time last year was a bit fruity. You know, what I mean? yeah. kind of wondering where <laughs> the next bit of money's yeah. coming from, um, and 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 yeah, it's been up and down, but roundly, it's been a success. And I'm, I'm at the stage where I can expand and sort of bring more people into it. Excellent. And um, there's not really anyone doing that kind of thing at the moment in beer. There's there's people who do brewery consultancy yeah. and obviously there's yeah. you know there's management and pub consultancy stuff like that. There's no one that does sort of has got a foot in all the camps so I'm hoping that's <laughs> that's, that's gonna be good enough. Um, but 
It is, you know, it, it's a means to an end to a certain extent. It allows me to do what I do yeah. at brewing. I, I, I couldn't earn enough money out of brewing, I right. think, really. Um, to be able to sort of support a family in a nice house and a nice, nice yeah. style of living. Um, so, you know, um, I'm also like a, a spinner of plates. So Yes, I'm sure that sounds like a thing you're I'm generally happy doing lots of different things. That's good, man. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds fulfilling. <laughs> the stress is there, like you say, worrying about is the money going to come in? But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure once you're over that, you don't yeah, need as much I mean, money as you think you yeah, do. Yeah, things have kind of steadied out a bit now. Um, yeah. And, and as you say, I'm looking to expand and, and um, bring on another one or two consultants yeah. um, who can do the same sort of thing. There's, there's quite a lot of people who, well, it's that different kind of way of working now yeah. that, that you can kind of hopefully not have to do the nine to five and you can kind of pick and choose a little yeah. bit um, and, and work, make work, kind of work around you, um, which I kind of like the idea of. Catch me on a bad day, you know. I'd rather be working in a factory, but you know. So, you've got your consultancy going on. That's that's paying the bills. Mm-hmm. Take us back. How did how did the first Zapato brew come about? Who was that with, and um, and how did you manage to off, get that off um, the ground? We started off kind of. It was working with um, Paul um, from Badco. Right. Um, Badco, uh, relatively new brewery. I don't know if you, you've seen much from yeah. around here, but yeah. they're, they're kind of going pretty craft, um, doing really interesting beers, doing yeah. strong beers, doing IPAs, doing yeah. fruited stuff, and that kind of thing. So Paul had been, um, I know Paul from way back, and he, he'd been um, running Blind Jacks for a long time and, and brewing out of there. He, you know, actually brewing with a license there, so yeah. he produce beer on site and sell it. Um, he hooked up with an investor. Mm-hmm. Um, the Badco Brewery kind of started, um, and I think we just sort of fell in together. And he, he just, we just wanted to work on a test kit. You know, we just wanted to work on a small kit so we can play with some recipes, um, see what works, and what doesn't, learn what to do. Um, they were sta- Badco were established at this point, were they? They were. Well, they were just they were just kicking off. Yeah. So there was a bit of there was a bit of camaraderie, you know, in that we were both kind of launching off on yeah. something. Obviously, then with like full on finance yeah. and, yeah. and me trying to scrape yeah. together yeah. 500 quid for a pallet of bottles <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. but, but you know he helped um, helped a lot um, showed us the basics of brewing as well you know what I mean gave us a, a bunch of pointers and we worked there for a few months um, and and started sort of going out into different places so we worked at Badco for a bit made some beers um, oh is that all going to bottle that um, yeah everything from Badco went into bottle um We've done draft. I mean, yeah. we, we worked with Coastal Brewery quite a bit. They yeah. had some play on their test kit um, until we kind of settled a little bit at Northern Monk now. Um, so currently, you're regularly brewing at Northern Monk. Yeah, once a month. And and th- they have spur capacity that they're letting you use, or yeah, are you using the test kit or the full kit? kit? Yeah, yeah. use the test kit. I'm kind of there was kind of I, I knew that if I was trying to try and push if I was going to get what I wanted to do right I know the problem is I worked at North Bar for a very very long time so I trained people about beer I was very in I still am very into it Um, I can talk about beer to people I can you know I can taste things well and stuff like that so I know exactly what I want to what are you looking for I don't know how to make it okay so it's difficult to get there isn't it it's kind of a case that it's I need to learn and I'd rather well I'd like I'd like I don't know I'd quite like to learn well, I 
I like to learn. I don't know whether I like to learn in public, but I am doing it because yeah. it, it brings some cash in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily make any profit, but it, it allows turnover to happen. So I, th- I think know. that's nice for the for the consumer as well. If someone who's if someone who's drinking your beer, who's into your beer, and they know it's what they know your cuckoo and they know you've each one of your first few brews I like to think you're given a little bit of grace and they can watch you grow and they yeah. can stick with you and realise that this guy's just starting out or these guys are just starting out Definitely. and let's see where they're going to go yeah I, I think that's kind of I kind of wanted to get feedback <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and, and obviously you've got things like untapped and um, rate beer and stuff like that so if stuff goes up there you get to kind of see um, what's going on rather mm. than guessing you know what I mean and I think I think we probably when we've made the first three beers that we launched kind of it was this time last year at Leeds Indie Food um, they gave us the sort of opening party to do our first three batches of beer at the, the first three beers came out at Leeds Indie Food uh, yeah. Festival last year. Yeah, yeah, the launch party. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and what were they? What beers were they? Um, it was a beer called Dawn Is Your Enemy, which right. is a, a sort of 30 minute IPA. Yeah. It's a 30 minutes of continuously yeah. popular IPA. Um, a beer called Third IPA, um, which is a 100% centennial right. um, IPA. And a beer called Delegate Zero, which was the original recipe for Brewdog's Alice Porter. Right. Um, I don't know if you know the story of Dennis Porter, but... I know the beer. Yeah, they... they basically, we went off, we did it on my stag do. Um, we made um, a nice porter with some weird ingredients mm. and stuff like that, and it went down ridiculously well. Right. Um, they then turned it into a brand of their own. Yeah. They did very, very well out of it. Um, do you get a bit of a kickback from that? A little bit, yeah. Nice. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Good. I, I wouldn't say that they gave me any royalties. <laughs> And, and you know but I, I, I've worked out that kind of if I included the stag do them tolerating us in the brewery for two days um, the amount of beer we drunk um, <laughs> the amount of beer that they gave us to take yeah. away um, and the subsequent you know exposure for North Bar and yeah. everything else then I, I worked out you know I did alright at that yeah. first first one they brought it back now with a different recipe yeah. um, and so you know it kind of is a good opportunity for us to brew did you design that recipe yourself recipe. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're under the supervision of brewers, there was yeah, there was naughtiness going on. So you know, I don't think yeah. there was any skill involved in making a beer. But yeah. we, we picked hops and we, we picked malts yeah. and we, we you know um, we decided on finishing and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, it, it was that. But that that's kind of that was the limit of all my brewing knowledge, really, um, because you you know when you collaborate with people and you're a bar manager. Yeah. Um, you know, you tend to go into a brewery and pick some hops and pick some malts, and then the brewer puts them together and you know. Um, in a kind of yeah. more, what's the word, measured way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of got that impression. I wondered when yeah. when uh, bars or non-brewing teams do collaborations with breweries, exactly how much input they've got. I suppose they can't be left to to uh, to decide quantities of of this and that. They're just <coughs> given an idea. Or there's, what, what I mean, there's, there's people at different levels. I mean, there's people yeah. at homebrew and stuff like that. So you know, I think. The majority of brewers are probably wanting to protect their yeah. reputation and brand um, to a certain extent, yeah. so they don't just let people get away with yeah. whatever they, you know, whatever they come in with. Um, there's a bit of a bit of measure of control there usually. So, so the f- the first few at Bradcore, how did they go? Did they all make it to a saleable state, or was there any yeah, big they did, Yeah, yeah. Um, we've only had, I mean, we've only had a couple of ditched, well, two ditched beers. 
three ditch beers over the year. Yeah. Um, I can't, God, I don't know how many we've actually made this year. Um, but the first three certainly went out yeah. fine. I mean, they weren't. They were really dry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they were delicious, but you probably wouldn't want to drink more than no. a bottle of yeah. them at a time. Um, they were all very dry. We, we didn't really know how to handle the yeast properly. Yeah. Um, which is something that's really made a difference. What, you, what, what yeast are you? Have you got your own house strain? Are you generally pitching we dry yeast? Or? I mean, we use a variety. Mm. Um, we started off using USO5, mm. which is great, and I think it's great if you know how to handle it properly. Yeah. I didn't know how to handle it properly. Um, also, people kind of say that it's a characterless yeast, yeah. which is not true. Mm. Um, it, has, it has a distinctive character mm. for me, and I know it's every yeah. time I use it because yeah. we used it and, yeah. and fucked everything yeah. up a bit with it, you know what I mean? Is that, what, um, is that the yeast which was drying everything out too much? Yeah, well, I mean, what was drying everything out was, was the fact that we didn't know how to handle the yeast properly, yeah. so I can't blame the yeast. Yeah. Lots of people use USO5 yeah. really, really yeah, successfully. Yeah, it's a good effect, yeah. Um, it's a good effect, but uh, for me, I'm not I'm not keen on it, and I, no. I don't think it's the characterless, you know, neutral yeast um, that a lot of people say it is. Also, I think because of the fact that it's cheap and, you know, mm. It's clean to a certain yeah. extent. Lots of people use it and don't don't learn as much about different types yeah. of yeasts. Um, and I think that different yeasts suit different beers. Damn and, and you know, yeast is pretty much the primary flavour component of beer. Um, so yeah. it's it's important that you know for me that people use different yeasts. What you're seeing now, I mean, there's a there's a wider availability of wet yeast now. Um, yeah. So you are seeing people starting to branch out a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you used to be that a brewer would get some Belgian yeast like once every year. Mm-hmm. Brew something Belgian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, now there's a real variety of stuff out there and I think people are just starting to come onto it yeah. and, and kind of um, get involved and, and do different things because essentially, you know, different yeasts brew different beers and so, you know, you've got to have that kind of companion brew. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of keen to once we got over the USO5 thing um, I was kind of quite keen to start using other different stuff yeah. and so um, we've been using yeah we use um, a local brewery's very clean mm. um, uh, yeast um, we use use some Belgian stuff recently um, we use some southern British yeasts mm-hmm. as well um, I've got Brettanomyces um Conditioning things up. Yeah, I noticed well. that. I was um, I'm noticing that. What are you breading at the minute? Um, at the moment, I've got. We made a beer called Doom, um, which was a export porter, right? Um, Six point nine ish, something right. like that. So we, we did um, two versions. We did a coffee version um, and a salted licorice version, oh, right. and then we kept a little bit back, yeah. and that's what's gone on the bread. Yeah. Um, I've got a good feeling. About have you kept them separate batches, or have you blended them? Um, they were well. It was literally one batch. Right. Um, kind of what 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 tends to happen with our brewing is that we make beer, stick it in the fermenter. Yeah. Or, sorry, make work, stick it mm. in the fermenter, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we can take the beer and we we um, rack it off into um, conditioning tanks or casks essentially, yeah. and then we bottle from there. Yeah. Um, so racking into the casks means that we can also rack and chuck a load of fruit in or a load of yeah. salt and licorice or a load of coffee or whatever and, and kind of you know same as you would in a, in a conditioning tank basically so you could have flavours 
at a later date. Mm-hmm. So actually, every batch is kind of split yeah. down. Um, it might re- receive the same treatment, or it might receive different treatments, and we'll bottle it all separately. So it just gives us a kind of a way of making lots of different yeah. ways out of one, and, and that's you know, it's kind of the trend at the moment is is adding. So from, know, yeah, adding and you, and you can get vastly different results from, yeah, from experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, this is this is about experimentation. Mm. You know, that, that's, this is what the whole endeavour is about. You know, we want to make a, a lot of different beers. Um, and you know, at some point in time, be able to present that in a kind of in a format where people yeah. come to the brewery and drink lots of different yeah. beers. So yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, cost price. So, so, yeah. so what about your storage? You've got these casks which you condition in. You've got all these bottles filled. Are you having to house that yourself? Um, generally, yeah. I mean, we, you know, the batch size is about 160 liters. Right. It's not a lot. Yeah. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I tend to split that maybe 50-50 draft and bottle. Yeah. Um, so we come out. With you know, somewhere in the region of maybe a bit less actually. I tend to do a batch bottle wise of about two forty to three sixty bottles, um, mm. which basically covers my Leeds market, yeah. a few out to Manchester, yeah. a few to Oakley if I come over this yeah. way or you know, any yeah. way that I'm heading. Um, if I've got beer in, I'll just find a beer yeah. shop and, and give them a shout. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to distribute them far and wide, but. Uh, I think it's quite nice just to keep them local. Um, yeah, and it's not, and it's nice to build up. If it's nice to build up a bit of demand as well. If people yeah. see that, people see the buzz created. People from Manchester or people from Liverpool yeah. or London see the buzz around the bottle, then they'll be they'll be thirsty yeah, that's, for it. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, and and again, I, I, you know, my inclination is that beer's beer's going to turn out in the UK like it has done in America, which all right, you can get a massive variety of beers in yeah. those places, yeah. but people visit the brewery, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. where they go, and, and if you want the beer fresh and you want the, yeah. want the best variety, go to the brewery. Yeah. Um, There'll be a bit uh, of wholesale distribution, but if you want to drink Leeds beer, the best place to do it yeah, is absolutely. to go to Leeds. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and and you, go, you maintain a bit of control that way, and you know, um, a bit of mystique, I suppose. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think you kind of, it's really just kind of finding selling points really as we go forward and one day I'll write a business plan (laughs) imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, uh, what, what are you currently on with, man? What beers are currently in, in um, fermentation or so we've ready just, to be sold? We've got, there are two out at the moment, so um, we've got um, a beer called Lord Francis, which I did with my friend... Um, David Bishop, Broadford Brewer, right, yeah, um, which were, which is an ESB, right. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I've got more and more. I'm, I'm into bitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? More and more. Um, it's kind of you kind of forget about bitter, don't you? No one even uses the term bitter anymore. Yeah, it's though, been it? not been forgotten because the biggest selling beers in the country are bitters you know what I mean yeah. it's just that they taste like shit. a lot of them do uh, unfortunately taste like shit yeah. and, then, and that's why you, you, you gravitate away from them yeah. and plus there's so many other good beers on you know, different styles exactly yeah uh, and, and it's been everything's been very much about hops um, but, but beers are evolving just as food evolves yeah. you know as, as much as people like love avocado on toast at the moment you know in a few weeks time they'll probably like back to beans noodles and beans (laughs) whatever you know what I mean so you know things will change I think you know people haven't got access to the hops as much as they used to do so bitter naturally you know more malt led beers um Will will be coming back just out of the scarcity of, mm-hmm. of hops and um, also British hops. You know, there's a big push behind that I think now, and so British hops go in British beer styles very nicely. Um, so you know, a good stir, a good solid bitter with a good solid body. Um, and it's quite strange that that, that sounds now to me exciting because a couple of years ago. Well, well, the last thing I wanted was a bitter because I suppose was, I'd grown up drinking that. And it was, was boring brown yeah, beer. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, one of the problems is at the moment is that, you know, this pale ale was kind of produced... It was the saviour of cask beer to mm. a certain extent and it was produced to kind of mimic lager. Mm. Um, the thing is now you can go to lots and lots of pubs and you'll find however many beers that are pale gold... Um, and quite hoppy yeah. and actually a bronze <laughs> sturdy bitter um, is it stands out rarity yeah. and stands mm. out and actually they're, they're built to be sessionable yeah. you know what I mean they're built to be satisfying and delicious and it used to be called boring brown beer um, and I think now as you've, you've had a few people try and, res- try and try to resurrect it but I think that you know there's it's going to come back. I mean, essentially, yeah. it took over the, the whole country. And let's bring it back as, as brown, as interesting brown beer as yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just make yeah. it yeah. decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, with that one, we, we we really pushed the malt bill. It's quite a complex malt bill. Um, how many malt? It comes through. Do you remember a fan? How many oh, different malts you got in there? I can tell you. Six. Um, six. You're pretty open with your recipes, aren't you? Did you put them all on your website? Um, yeah, I put the ingredients yeah. up. I don't put yeah. the proportions no. up, but I put all the ingredients up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just cause. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I think you know a lot of the best breweries kind of do that now. Yeah. Um, and I just, 
yeah, whatever. Thing. It's yeah. just content. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I, I think it's a nice, nice way of doing it. Um, I think it's interesting, and it, it shows that there's some thought behind it. You know what I mean? That there are a lot of brewers, and there's nothing wrong with this, but there are a lot of brewers who just go pale malt, yeah. layer on top of hops. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and 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 you know that that's been massively successful. Mm. You know, Sean Franklin with Roosters. You know, pale malt canvas onto mm. which you paint yeah. hot colours yeah. um, you know did great for him done great for the colonel um, obviously they've got a little bit you know, they, they mm-hmm. all do different types of yeah. things within that range but, but their bread and butter is that um, it's cool I, I kind of we I like to use different malts as much as I can um, and different sorts of adjuncts I mean the, the Lord Francis has some blackstrap molasses in mm-hmm. there um, which I don't know how much it, how much flavour it contributes, but it certainly adds, yeah, adds some colour. Yeah, um, and yeah, you know, adds adds a bit of depth. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting if it's even if it's just colour, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you'd hope you can discern a little bit of flavour from that. Yeah. And a lot of um, a lot of American brewers use, use sugar. Mm. You know, um, yeah, um, that's something I've because I'm home brewer and I've <laughs> using sugar is always, I've always thought. Oh, it's, it's a bad thing to yeah, be using sugar. Yeah. You're, like, you're watering down your flavour, especially if you go on something high. It's something something high every day. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, a good way of getting the bloody yeah, oh, definitely, the gravity definitely. Up. I mean, the, I think as far as I know, the danger of it is, is that you'll get a lot more. You, you know, you get that alcohol, mm-hmm. high alcohol yeah. burns and stuff like that. But I think if you use it in, you know, in kind of in moderation yeah. and, and use it where it's appropriate. You know what I mean? Um, that said, you know when you. We've made plenty of beers, but we've just yeah. had to dump a bit of sugar in at the end just to get the ABV that we want. So you know, there's that as well. There's that cutting corners. Um, I think when you're using other people's equipment yeah. and this, that, and the other, then sometimes you, know, um, <laughs> you want to get to the right place <laughs> when you've already done the branding. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's that as well. You know yeah. what I mean? I think the problem is the thing is like I think people kind of forget that there's lots of different ways and, and there's lots of different motivations. With brewing, you know what I mean. Some brewers have to make the same beer week in, week out, mm-hmm. often with different ingredients. I mean, sometimes with completely different hops, yeah. and they need to achieve consistency. Yeah. And, and, and part of you know professional brewers are is, is to be able to produce the same beer. to do that, you know, um, week in, week out to keep those brands out there and, and do what they need to do. That's you know, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very real possibility that you won't get the hops that you had yeah. in this particular beer for yeah, it's two one of years. Things I kind of dread with actually going a bit more big time is being able to kind of being able to get quantities of the hops at your stage are you, at your size are you are you contracting for hops at this stage no not yet no um, no we, we kind of yeah, potentially next year but yeah. there's no need to, to a certain extent yeah. at the moment um We'd probably pay over the odds for hops, but mm-hmm. we can get, we can, we've got yeah. access to anything yeah. we kind of want, really, yeah. um, which is the beauty of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'll just worry about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the other beer we've got at the moment is um, Frank is Your Friend, which is a Belgian IPA, um, which is the first time we use Belgian yeah. yeast. Um, you got a lot of flavour from that? Oh, as yeah, you yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a bit of an experience. It's just, it's just a, a difficult thing yeah. to do. And I read up quite a lot of it beforehand, but it didn't, didn't go exactly as planned. Uh, <laughs> um, but we, we got a drinkable beer out yeah. of it. I, I think kind of one of the things is we, for everything that we decide to keep doing, 
um, version two always improves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, that's good. Yeah, well, no, if, uh, if version two always improves, then then you're doing a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other one we've got um, is the high high IPA, um, which is sort of five and a bit percent um, American style IPA, sort of that juicy kind of IPA, low bitterness, um, high hop character. Um, so that's coming out. And this week, excellent. Um, bottle wise, probably a couple of weeks after. Yeah. Um, so bottle condition, nothing. So yeah. it just takes a little while for the bottles to catch up on the draft. So, um, so yeah. Um, Are you labelling all your own bottles by hand yourself? Yes. Are you just yeah. just sticking them on. If you got one of the little sexy little rollers. Nah, just sticking them yeah. on at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I say, it's, it's you know 240 bottles. It's yeah. a couple of hours work. It's not yeah. too bad, and, and actually bottling them is you know. Two or three hours work as well. So it always, seem, it always seems like a pain, but when before it's, you start, yeah. oh god, I can't bother with this. But it, it flies by once it's, you get going. Well, you know. it's, it's just it's proper work. You know, yeah. I spend a lot of time using my head and, yeah. and writing on computer yeah. and stuff like that. So actually, doing some normal work for a change is, is quite refreshing. You know what I mean? It's quite a nice change. Usually, um, it can be an absolute ball ache, but I think you kind of get to the end and you come out with something dead cool that you take to beer shops and pubs and yeah. people take pictures of and get excited about and drink and enjoy. So, you know, it, it's, you've got to keep keep that in mind when you're... How, how are you priming you your bottles? Are you, are you racking into a second cask and then just, yeah, just adding prime, a, a yeast we used, to prime, sugar. we used to prime each bottle. Right. Uh, and we got lazy and just primed yeah. in cask and it was yeah. absolutely fine. Yeah, so um, cleaner and easier. So we just, yeah, usually there's, there's, there's usually enough yeast. I mean, we don't find... On, no. on the majority of stuff yeah. um, so there's usually enough yeast to, yeah. to do what we need from carbonation yeah. and, and actually playing with levels of, of priming sugar has given us different levels yeah. of carbonation so you know um, bottle condition can be an absolute nightmare yeah. but we haven't come a cropper yet you get to that last <laughs> stage and then all of a sudden it hits the yeah. roof yeah, yeah. well I mean yeah, or it doesn't, do, or it doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. We've had that. I mean, one of the be- so we we ditched, we ditched three beers now. We haven't actually. We didn't ditch them. We made a, a golden ale um, that really wasn't right. Um, yeah. We ended up. That's where we got the um, what we used the bread with. So we yeah. put that in with gooseberries. Put it in with raspberries. Um, and now Ian basically managed to culture up um, with a bit of yeast washing and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. culture up a bit of a bread starter. Um, so the Gooseberry one came out okay. Um, a bit too catchy and bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I tasted the raspberry one the other day, and that's actually quite really pleasant. And sourness has happened to it as well, which was a bit like, oh, okay. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, and then so the Doom is now on that, yeah. that same bread. So hopefully I'll be able to keep the bread yeast going until you know kind of building it up to a certain extent until we get into a new get into a brewery and I can start playing with it properly. And I've, it's the I appreciate if you if you want to want to pull your cards close your chest on this man, but is there plans for Zapato to to have a, a permanent home at some point in the future? Are you happy? Yeah, cooking? yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of like to. I mean, the two things I know about is is kind of beer and. Well, as well, but the two things I've done over the last, yeah. you know, from uh, <laughs> the last few years is sort of um, is beer and, and, and service. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so actually having a place um, which would probably be a brew, brew yeah. pub in yeah. some way or form, yeah. um, but not like that kind of that brew pub that was happening kind of a 
few years back where it was all really shiny mm-hmm. and, and, and swish. Yeah, you know, more for the look and a bit more down to earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've and got a brewery to be, inside your pot. Not to use my service industry yeah. experience yeah. and all of that, and, and you know we can unite the two. So yeah, that that's that is long term plan. But Excellent. Stuff changes, you know. I mean, we the consultancy side of things. It's definitely a better money, and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Oh man, good luck. I wish you the best of luck with it all. Cheers, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. And and so you also, you've got your finger in a few other pies with Leeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer um, fest. Yeah, Leeds. Um, Leeds beer week. Leeds beer week. It's yeah. coming up. Um, we have that's just starting to kick off. It's, sorry, I've had. A, I basically started talking about that in kind of autumn last year. Um, and we didn't really let it go to the to everyone yeah. until sort of January this year. Yeah. We were kind of forced into it um, by a guy called Rob Darmshire tweeting, "Why is there no Leeds beer week?" Yeah. Uh, All oh, so right, we so to, you don't. We to, yeah. we'd, we'd done the plan, yeah. so we had to kind of jump yeah. on it. Um, so we, we kind of we really made a great deal of progress on it up until about so you were two forced weeks to. ago. Um, and we're, we're setting dates, and um, we've got a launch party on the twenty sixth. May for Leeds Indie Food, that's yeah. in Northern Monk, um, when we'll announce dates of Leeds Beer Week and, and some events and, and some cool stuff like that. Um, the Leeds Brewers Alliance, which you know is essentially a group of the group of the brewers that's again just setting up to kind of present Leeds yeah. Beer Week, um, we'll, we'll kind of show it in all its glory Excellent. and we'll just nail all of the other beer weeks into uh, grind them into the dust. Well, I look forward to that. I'm hoping, hoping to, uh, yeah, to get down to some events when I find out what, what's going yeah, on. Sure, yeah, you should come to yeah, the lunch, yeah. definitely. I'll be there. Well, thanks very much for your time, man. No I problem, really man. appreciate it. And yeah, best of luck for uh, the future for Zapato, and we'll be uh, keeping an eye on you. Nice one to Matt for coming along that night. I really appreciate his time. He came over to meet me, which was a nice little treat. We had a, a chat in my local downstairs at Bar Tat. So thanks to those guys for letting us use the space. And, it, and your mind to know that the recording sounds a little bit ropey. It's pre-mic days, is that? So it's, there's a lot of background noise to pick up. I think you might have heard a, a bit of cellar action and a bit of kitchen clattering going on at one stage, but it all adds to the atmosphere. If you have any inclination to get in touch, if there's out you want to chat or comment about, you can find us on Twitter at Taplens Podcast, or you can email us at taplenspodcast at gmail.com it'd be nice to hear your thoughts if you've got any ideas of who might be worth chatting to in the future or if you yourself might be keen to get on if you've got a case please please put it across like like we say in the opener everyone's a valid guest for the show if you've got something to say about beer then then let us know a bit about yourself and and what, what it is you want to chat about and then we'll maybe see about trying to meet up I'm sure after that interview with a considered industry professional you're probably, you're probably absolutely dying to your three pissed up bellends having a chat about Polish beer well it's your lucky bloody day nothing out tonight the evening's lacked one or two things sunshine so we decided to head back early. We is Missen, it's uh, producer Dan and Wilson. Samuel <laughs> <laughs> no, Wilson. Not, not role for Wilson. And it's Wilson. So we thought we'll come back 
I have a few beers around uh, Wilson's house and just uh, finishing that off there. So what we decided to do was nip to the Polsky Sklep, go for four beers, bit of an offy challenge. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna drink these and we're gonna have a little, a little tester and see how they go. So we've got a, one of them's got a big brown burr on it. It's called Aln, H-A-L-N-E. The next one is called Halm. I thought you said Hal. Hal. Halm. Halm. This Halm can looks kind of Halm. like a like a bronze version of the Hofmeister can. It's got a similar kind of. The bird looks more menacing though. It looks. It does. The that guy, it it? is. It, it's kind of a it bit looks more like it's kind of. I think. It's got the, the the banners in it. Looks a little bit like it looks it's, it's more regal and. We don't really get any indication from the can about what it is. Well, we did, but it's in, it's in Polish. Yeah, well, we don't get an indication personally. Well, I don't think there's that much indication no, on, on even if you're in if you speak Polish, six percent, yeah. and then there's an address <laughs> and a burr. Whereas this one looks kind of like a Budweiser mm. kind of bit. Well, it actually looks a bit more um, stellarish on the front, but on the front of the sides. It's, you think it's, it's, this is a lads beer in Poland? Could be, yeah. Walker. Yeah. If you were doing like association by design, then yeah. yeah. It's called Walker. It's got a lot of other words on the, on the <laughs> can. But it's won an award in uh, 1478 and it's 5.5%. It won an award or it just started? It's got, it's got, a, it's got, do you think that's what it means? It started, it's got a little crest oh. on it saying. Yeah, no, I reckon that's when it started. When it started. Okay. Well, it, it won like, like year of the year. Year of the year award in 1478. This one has got a bit of a Guinness kind of vibe. It's black tin with gold gold trim. Yeah, I've plenty. It's special with a J. That one like Spectral. caught Spectral. my attention straight away when I walked in. That Bogarty. looks like a, a bit of a serious It was one of those, oh, yeah, I like to like look at that one. Bogarty Pelney Smack. Well, that's what I always kind of think. Um, like this has got, this has got a, little, a little crest on it saying uh, 1872. So it's pretty mature compared to the Walker. Yeah. 1478. What's don't sup and drive. Yeah. And then the final one is. It's kind of exotic. This one, bright green tin. Yeah. Uh, is that a, bi that is that a bison on the front? I think so. Bison buffalo. Zuber. One of them cows in massive humpy back. Yeah. In orange. Zuber. Seventeen sixty-eight. All these guys are really pushing. The a date. age. Yeah. yeah. A date. A date. Just a, yeah. Just a year. I would imagine it's like earlier the better, isn't it? It's like. Well, longer was, than you. Again, yeah, Zuba. That's all. That's pretty much the only information we've got. There's, there's a very consistent look to all these cans, apart from the first one, apart from the Aln, H -A -L -N -E, yeah. Alne, apart from that one, there's, there's, there's a, a certain consistency which makes me think these are probably all made by the same guys. So we're going to try these beers and then we're just going to weigh them up. 
Any, any, any place you'd like to start? David? Wilson? White on the cans. Colour-wise. Colour-wise. Let's put them in order. Graham Walker, then Zubra, then Alney, then Spectral. Yep. Do right. it. Walker. That's not Dragon, that's not Bore Ball the shit out of everyone. Okay, boys, we're going for a, walk, a Walker. David? Yep. Next to nothing on the nose. Effervescent. Quite dry, not, not really great lot. A flavour. A little bit of. Well, Okay. I don't think that's even worth. Walker's not really even worth discussing. Right. <laughs> right longer than that. This could be a theme. Yeah. So we're going for the zoo. It's the one with the green can with the big bison on it. Cheers. Cheers. It's a, a, a tiny little bit more than the nose. It smells lighter in a way. It smells a bit more zingy. Tastes exactly the same, doesn't it? It does, but it is lighter, but it's, it does, it is exactly the same flavour. I can't tell the difference. The difference is, it's lighter it's less it's than negligible between them two. Fizzier, yeah. That one, the first one was five and a half, and that one was six. The Zuber is nicer, I think. Marginally. Just marginally, yeah. And Dave gets you that one. <laughs> does. The Halm. I've got. I've, I'm, I think this one's going to be. You're holding hopes on this because you're judging the book by its cover, though, aren't you? I am, but but I, I yeah 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 it's exactly. Got a beautiful, that's exactly it's a what I'm doing. Bronze can. Is Poland uh, Poland well known for brewing, or are all these going to taste the same? Do you think? I'm not an expert on on Polish bees, but the ones they or the ones we import tend to be much of muchness. They tend to be this style of beer. And 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 I'm assuming they've not got a, a massive heritage for brewing loads of different styles, but I might be wrong. So would you say this is like one of the worst beer tasting tests ever? We're probably sat here drinking <laughs> drinking the equivalent if if if, like if, if Foster's yeah, Carling, yeah, exactly. yeah. Carlsberg. And 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 they're the mass produced beers and, and the breweries the Polish breweries which make their those have got export deals and, and they're the ones they send abroad and it's probably very unfair representation of, mm. of Polish beers. Surely they've got much better than this. It is a very accurate representation of Eccles' officer. It smells the same. <laughs> Fucking hell. Does it taste very similar, guys? Just... Yep. Yeah, yes. There's just n- n- nothing really to write on about that. I think they are all the same. I honestly think they're yeah. all the same. Do we need to open the fourth? No, I think the fourth we should be because I think this one is. This a, one looks a dark. This is this black. This, 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 this it's got black cans. It's, it's, it's got oh, it's something it's special. It's called special. <laughs> and it's black. Okay, so we'll try the last one and then. Look it on the head. Pour them all down the sink and glass <laughs> of water. So the final beer in the Offie Challenge, Polish Lep Special, is the Spectral. Jansi Pelny, 6%, black can. This will be the one. This will be the one. This will be the one. What is it, Boggarty Penny? Well, it looks a bit lighter though, actually. This one, this one does look lighter in colour. It tastes the same, Cass. It doesn't taste the same. It definitely doesn't taste the same, but, but it definitely doesn't taste any better. <laughs> it's different, but it's on the same yeah. road as these. Yeah. 
slightly different spot. It's shit in a different way. That one is slightly drier and it's it's not, it's not enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Successful beer, <laughs> off challenge. Off challenge, number one. It's interesting though that they're all the pretty much the same. Yeah. Because I was kind of like looking and going like, this is mm. a whole wall of, of, of weird beer cans. You don't recognise it. Yeah. And it's quite, um, you know, I, I don't, I want one, but I don't, I don't want to take a bad, bad, make a bad choice. And it seems, whilst there is no difference between them, there's also no good choice no. either. They're all, all uh, the, there was, there must, have been, there must have been another, another eight or nine beers there that we didn't yeah. select. And I, I don't imagine if, we, if we'd have taken all of them, I don't imagine we'd have, we'd have found a great lot of difference between what about the beers that we had earlier? They were from, they were another three from the same shop. They were they tasted like. Yeah. Did you say they were I, 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 No, no, I don't think they were any different. I think that was the start of the night. We were sat in the sunshine. We yeah, were thirsty. Really we just opened some cans and we drank them. And now we're we're sitting here. We're opening these beers and we're tasting. We're, them. Yeah, we're, we're we're attempting to taste them. We're, we're, the bath. Thinking about what we're drinking and we're scrutinising them oh. to a greater extent. And while all the well, well, none of these hit the mark on on on, on most on most charts. You sit in the sunshine on a on a lovely afternoon, and you want to drink a beer. Yeah, that's gonna it'll do the job for you. Yeah. But if you want something which is more interesting and more challenging, then don't don't go for any of these. Don't go on posies no. like. I don't know this come off as an anti-Polsky clip. Well, that's what I'm worried about. My neighbour works there. It's a lovely shop. Just, <laughs> I've just done bad. Well, I basically bought shit beer and yoghurt drink that you, I thought was milk. You can't flag off the... Um, you buy Foster's from the corner shop and you think it's a shit drink. It's not the corner shop's fault, is it? No, it's not. It's a shit beer. Yeah. And if there were, if there were beers branded with... With, uh, from companies we recognise, we would have known what we would have known what to expect. We wouldn't have. They were uh, excited. A quid a piece. Pound each. Pound each. Blanket policy. Pound yeah, cap. That was, that was um, quite good. How much is like a, a craft beer? If you could get a can. Honestly, of it. Mate, it depends what you're drinking. So this one. Yeah, here, which is that one? We've got. Uh, what is that again? Sir Simcoe from Total. Uh, really nice. That's a sour one. Yes. Uh, Seducingly subtle sour pale ale brewed for everyone with a cling for sour beers. Pint can, really beautiful looking can. Tall, great brewery. How much? £4.40. £4.40, four yeah. one can. £4.40, mate, that's 4 40 and that's a, that's a pint can, or that's a, a nine-fluid ounce can. I've paid more than that for a 330ml can. For, mm. you know, it, depends, you know, it depends what you're buying, but that was that was 4 40 and that was... A, that was a really good beer. Would you say that that beer that we drank there is four times better than than any one of those we drank? Yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. There's no pleasure in drinking no. these other than alcohol yeah. contents. And 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 you do. It is expensive though. It is like it four is expensive. Pounds, and you know, it's like, like, are you drinking for like to get drunk cheaply, or mm. do you want to taste a nice beer? And ultimately, I, I drink cheaply to get drunk, but it's nice to drink nice things. It is nice to drink nice things, and when you, 
when you get used to them, it's difficult to go back to mm. to the stuff we've we've tried tried tonight. And you wouldn't want to, but four pound forty. That is a lot. It's a lot of money. That's for that. like two fifty maybe. But I don't begrudge it for a second because it was very fucking good beer. And I know that there's a trend for it currently and that is driven up the price. Yeah. But I'll happily pay £4.40 for a can of that. So that was our office special. Oops, let me turn this mute off, a bit of echo going on. Turn the mute on, should I say. That was our office special, thanks to Wilson and to Dan for for doing that. <laughs> I hope it, was, it was, wasn't it was too much of a painful process to get through. Not for them, I'm talking about for you now. I've just looked up Bogarty Pelly Smack, I was just having a little listen to it again. And if you if you were also wondering what it means, it means rich, full-bodied. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for joining us. It's been a bloody pleasure, as always. Next time we'll be chatting with Luke Raven from Ilkley Brewery. Please tune in for that. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch with us at the addresses I mentioned before. If you know anyone who's into podcasts or into beer, please spread the word. Please get people listening. The more, the merrier. Until then, have yourselves a good week. Get plenty of ale supped and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. I am almost 100% sure that Taplens podcast is a back bedroom production. I'm also pretty damn, pretty damn bloody sure that tapes and tales and the idiot wind world music mixtape are also back bedroom productions i encourage you to go and seek them out especially if you like sounds and stories and music imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.